Hi, and welcome to the Bada Boom Podcast. On today's episode, Chris and I talk about directors trying to grab their own piece of the DCEU while we await new leadership at Warner Brothers. Listen in to hear our thoughts. Hey guys, welcome to the Bada Boom Podcast. Welcome, welcome. It is uh, finally 15 years in the making. It's Black Adam week. 15. And uh, 15 years, you know, I remember looking at the old version of IGN and, and being on comingsoon.net and them talking about a, a Black Adam movie with The Rock. And now it, we're here, you know? Yeah. Well, I mean, which one took longer, Chinese Democracy or Black Adam? I wouldn't really get into that, but <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, before, you know, they banned this podcast. But yeah, it's uh, it's been a long time coming. Um, you know, with that, there there was a huge article that dropped a couple of days ago. And by a couple of days, it probably was yesterday. But when you're listening to this, it's a couple of days ago. You know, speaking about the state of D.C., it's in The Hollywood Reporter. And it, and it talks about The Rock himself is kind of spoiled. Um, the big surprise in, in Black Adam. We won't spoil it here. But, you know, the article talks about what went into making that happen and now that there's a void in leadership, Walter Mata is out as the head of DC. Dan Lin had to turn down the role of being their Kevin Feige. Now, you know, it's kind of a free-for-all. So you have all these people, all these Hollywood players, you know, vying for their piece, you know what I mean, of the DCEU so that they could get their projects made before someone with a plan comes along and is like, hey, this doesn't make much sense. So it was cool. You know, it, it, it felt good because it felt like, hey, like there's some really cool projects in the works. But, you know, with DC, anytime there's good news, you're always like, hey, what's where's the other the that's going to drop? Yeah, where's, you know, where's that dead body they're going to find on Ezra Miller's estate? <laughs> wow, oh, talking about getting banned on this podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, those are the kind of things you, you expect because, you know, um, I forget when it was. Oh, yeah, when they dropped the, the I think it was... Uh, the, the trailer where they were like, you know, 2022's the the, the year, year of heroes. heroes. And no, then like immediately a week later, it was like, hey, I know we said that. But what we meant was 2022 was the year of delays. <laughs> <laughs> what we meant was, I know what we said, but, but what we meant. So yeah, um, what do you think? I, I know I sent the article to you. We, we've had these discussions and, you know, because of the state of DC and Warner Brothers Discovery, it feels like almost every month we're talking about a new direction they're going in. So what did you think about the article? I thought it was interesting that there's so many people trying to grab like a PC of the Warner Brothers or the DC universe. Like they're really trying to carve out maybe their own little universe in the side because like you know matt reeves is going to keep doing his batman stuff the rock is trying to push for more black adam shazam is on its way to have three movies so it doesn't seem like any of it's going to connect anytime soon and for for some of these directors i guess it does give them some creative freedom because they know maybe they think they're not going to be restrained by other movies or other things in a universe that they'll have to kind of play rules by. And maybe they feel like they can be like, cool, I can tell a great superhero story and, you know, that'll be a, a an achievement of mine. But overall, you know, hopefully it'll make them money. Hopefully it makes DC money and it fuels the machine. But overall, like, it's just like, we're not really contributing to anything that's going to provide like a larger continuity. And we might see some of those great shots where it's like, Superman 
in Shazam, Finding Black Adam, or just like, you know, those classic things you see in the, the DC universe where when you think of like iconic DC covers or iconic DC moments and things like that, like maybe it'll lead to that, but it's like we only had one movie about it as opposed to like three or four movies building up and feeling really invested with these characters. Like I think of Civil War, Captain America. The movie was such a good movie because we had all these characters previously in it and we were introducing new characters here and there, but the whole universe was like kind of building up to this moment. And we had so much continuity between those projects that every single movie felt like it was going to be as big as Civil War kind of was. And now it's kind of just going to be like, my impression of what it's going to be going forward is either I really like this producer or I really like these characters where I've read the comics, it's not going to be something where it's like, I have to go watch five other movies and feel very invested. It's just like, all right, cool. I can go and see this movie and it's going to be okay. It's not going to be great, but at least it's going to be made. It's like, I feel like that's the kind of attitude I'll, I'll potentially have. Like nothing's made, but that's just what I feel like we're setting up the DC EU for at the moment. That's fair. What's interesting about The Rock is that he almost feels like they're Kevin Feige in a lot of ways. You know, he's 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 an entertainer. He's a showman, so he's trying to sell a fight. <laughs> he's selling pay-per-views. He's telling people, hey, you know, this is the movie. You need to listen to the fans. Obviously, he put a lot into this to get this made, to, uh, to make sure that it highlights the DCEU. Even though I'm a little disappointed that, you know, he's not going to be facing off with Shazam, you know, it's crazy that we're getting the Justice Society on screen. This is the one movie that probably has the most connections to the DCEU because you have you have Jennifer Holland's character from Peacemaker. Um, I forget her name, Harcourt. She's appearing... Yeah. You have, obviously, there's a big surprise at the end of it that has been spoiled over and over again by The Rock and, <laughs> and articles suggesting the future of that said character. There's obviously Amanda Waller. Yeah. And there's other things that we'll probably see that are connected in some ways, you know, like maybe a court industries or, you know, certain things that also the history of the Justice Society. So I think they, they're, they're aiming towards that. And The Rock has said this, you know, he wants this to to feel like phase one, you know, and him saying that obviously implies that he's Iron Man. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I don't think uh, anyone sees Black Adam as that, but it, it you do respect it. The, the movie, the effects, the production value looks amazing. And to your point, and I think it's, it's, it's in Warner Brothers, you know, DNA, you know, pre- pre-Justice League and Suicide Squad to give filmmakers, you know, to invest in filmmakers, not really the, the brands and IP is like, hey, you know, you give us the pitch, let's let a, a filmmaker and a storyteller tell their story. You know, that's how we get something like Aquaman. That's how we get, you know, the the Batman. The Batman's wholly like a Matt Reeves vision. And now we're, you know, potentially going to get a Clayface film, a Professor Pig, you know, you got the Penguin show um, popping off pretty soon. So there's excitement around that. And I actually like that approach because I do feel that the the Marvel approach, we've gotten to the point. And yeah, we had like 10 years of great storytelling and it was unique. But eventually where that leads is to a place where, you know, they're putting out so much stuff. A lot of it becomes forgettable and missable, you know. I think that's where I have to have a little bit more perspective because like those 10 years where Marvel was great, we didn't have like Netflix was barely a thing. No one was making the only people that were making like superhero TV shows was the CW. 
and we were just happy because that's what we had. And then once Marvel was able to do it better with movies, then we were like, that's all we want. And it's just a different platform and different terrain now when it comes to how people consume content. And so it's not, it's, it's a lot harder. Uh, also just seeing how far Marvel's come with their plans. It's a lot harder to be able to say, yeah, we can start at year one with where Marvel was with DC because there's just so much other ways of consuming media and such higher expectations for uh, a universe to get built. So it is a little unreasonable to hold DC or expect DC to kind of play to that standards and investing in filmmakers to tell the good stories is what we all ultimately want. We'll just probably lack that continuity. They've tried to microwave this before. <laughs> this is something you really have to to uh, to smoke, if that makes sense. You know, you don't put barbecue in, in the microwave. This is something you have to kind of like really put out there for like 12 hours and put in the work because the reason you go see an Ant-Man is because you have eight years of established like, hey, the Marvel brand is great. I'll go in. I'll watch this. I know there's a high floor to this. Whereas with DC, you never know what you're going to get. It's really like Russian roulette. Yeah. <laughs> um, like if Black Adam was a part of a larger cinematic universe and we had built to it with other movies, instead of kind of being like, hey, this movie's happening and we want to connect it, so we're going to put things in it. But really, nothing's been... Even the Shazam movie does a pretty poor job of setting up this movie because it's like, hey, we referred to it, but these characters are not connected. <laughs> um, in any significant way, which, you know, is obviously disappointing, but hopefully they, they realize that there is no savior. There is no Kevin Feige coming to their door. You know, no one's, there's only one of those. So you might as well just invest in filmmakers, great storytellers. You know, you have great characters. You, there's characters that haven't been on screen, like a Dr. Fate that's showing up and Black Adam, just, just do that. Just, just give people what they want, you know, not wholly because I think, only listening to the fans is a bad strategy. We've seen how that kind of works sometimes. But, you know, play to your paying customers. Like, hey, like, people will buy this. People will buy a Superman movie with Henry Cavill. People will buy, you know, other things. So why are we trying to reinvent things that we haven't even taken advantage of, you know? So they're trying yeah. to have different iterations of things when they haven't even established like a good solid classic version of it, which um, which sucks. But you know, it's it is one of those things where you you read and you're like, hey, is someone leaking this because they want people to know everything's gonna be fine? <laughs> but you know, it is good to hear good things like you know James Gunn pitching a new DC movie that maybe not tied to Peacemaker and the Suicide Squad. It'll be cool to see his vision of something. Like I would love you know that. And we talked about this before, like a Booster Gold, Blue Beetle, you know, James Gunn movie would be would be perfect. And we wouldn't need any build up to that. Just just give it tomorrow and just cancel Guardians 3 and just do that. So there's a lot to be excited for. But we, we've been through this cycle a lot where it's like every six months there's like, hey, by the way, we're not crazy. There's a plan. We have people that are listening and all that. And and who knows, you know, if if Black Adam flops, we might buy, be here again in six months. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> With true. Another article being like, hey, you know, that didn't work. But, you know, now we got someone that's going to make it work. <laughs> yeah, I, I have a lot of hope because. The fans very want very much want Henry Cavill to come back as Superman. 
And it seems that's something that DC is also wanting. And I think maybe like one great Superman movie, like a Man of Steel 2, which they kind of allude to in the article, or another... I don't think we need to keep having movies that are really just Superman versus this person, like Batman versus Superman. Like, we had one of those. That's enough. But another Superman team-up movie, essentially his name doesn't need to be in the title for it. But I think like DC knows in the right, I think they're right in the money. Like we need to have more Superman. He's like the most iconic character we have apart from Wonder Woman and Batman. And we've been milking Batman for so long and Gal Gadot is slated for Wonder Woman three. So we need to just really dig in and use Superman more and it'll kind of come back and become more of a brand that people want to work with. No, for sure. And, you know, you have to bring back confidence, not just for consumers, but also your partners. You know, a lot of people are upset about the Batgirl cancellation. And, you know, there's probably not a lot of people vying for that DC job because they're like, hey, Warner Bros. Discovery will probably be sold again in a year. Why am I going to go? <laughs> Why am I going to go into a job where I know I'm going to lose it? All my ideas will never see the light of day because, you know, these these plans like Kevin Feige's grand plan to almost 15 years, you know what I mean? So if you can't plan a, one year ahead, literally the, the people that were making decisions, the people that greenlit Batgirl are never going to see it. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's been erased. They're never going to see it. The plans they had after Batgirl, they're never going to see it. So, you know, I think they have to write the ship in order to get someone like a Dan Lin to come in and be like, hey, you know, I'm willing to put all my other projects to the side that are, you know, solid to work with you guys who seem to not uh, not have anything going. But, you know, we're a DC podcast at this point. You know, we're going to change <laughs> it. So we're always going to talk about it and, and be hopeful in a lot of ways. But, you know, present that real perspective of like, hey, you know, uh, the checks have to be written for these things to get made. And if the company's not healthy, we're never going to see these things, you know. Yeah. Black Adam alone, who's not really a a A-list character yet, you know, that's a $200 million movie. The Flash is so expensive, they can't, <laughs> they literally have to release it. They can't, like, no matter what Ezra Miller does, short of killing someone, <laughs> they're going to release it. They're going to be like, hey, apologize and we're not gonna put you on the press tour but this movie has to come out or we will have to shut down this company yeah well i mean the article kind of also mentions there's just so many directors grabbing for certain characters is there a director that you'd like to see paired with a specific character to give more back to like the dc universe with everyone trying to cover up their own kind of space well, it was mentioned in the article, but uh, Christopher McQuarrie, who direct, who's directed um, the last few Mission Impossible's, directed Fallout with Henry Cavill. Like um, his name has been attached to, you know, a potential Superman movie with Henry Cavill, and I'd love to see that. That's someone, you know, who's written really great films, who's directed some really great action films. Obviously, has a relationship with Cavill, and I just want to see a su good Superman movie. I'm not the biggest Superman fan, but at this point, it's kind of insane that like I've seen more Iron Man films <laughs> than, <laughs> than Superman movies. You know, granted that character was you know elevated in a lot of ways, but it makes no sense that the first superhero 
feels like, hey, like maybe we'll figure it out. We actually might see a second Constantine movie before we see <laughs> another Superman movie, yeah. which is like crazy when you think about it. And then I said it out loud and I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, because they say they they did they get canceled in the article. No, the Constantine show that J.J. Abrams was producing and stuff. And part of why that was canceled was because Keanu Reeves and Francis Lawrence, who, you know, did the original Constantine movie, you know, they've been... That's another thing. I'm like, oh, shit, yeah, that was announced. I don't think we've talked about that lately. But that's the... It goes to show you DC's all over the place. Exactly. Hey, that movie came out, like, you know, 17 years ago. What's that connected to? <laughs> Nothing. It's basically, hey, anyone that that's had a pro- passion project or anything around that, around a DC character, is just going to Warner Brothers and being like, hey, I guess there's no boss here. Here's a script. Just, uh, just sign that check. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, that's a great question. Like I said, I would love to see a, a good Superman movie where he actually punches something. That'll be really cool, and we get to the focus on him. It, People keep saying Man of Steel 2, Man of Steel 2. Batman versus Superman is technically a Man yeah, of Steel sequel. It and really he's is. barely in the the, the like the theatrical cut. So I would love a Superman sequel where it's just about Superman. They could even get rid of his supporting cast. Like it's just Superman and whoever he's gonna, you know, go up against. And we don't need anyone else. Just, just we've gotten all that. I think Lois is actually in. <laughs> versus superman more than superman yeah he has like the least amount of dialogue no he says like five words yeah yeah i have a love-hate relationship with that movie especially yeah. the, the ultimate cut but what uh is there one on the top of your head or one that you really feel if if you were the head of dc if you were uh dan lynn when he's going to take that job who's the first person you're calling to ask them for a pitch uh i'm not sure who i would call but i think that if we're not really going to dive into or if we're not really going to commit to continuity or a large amount of continuity and we just want to tell great stories, let's say who can give me a great DC detective movie featuring the question who can give me a great spy movie featuring Deathstroke because those are you know, and I know Deathstroke was pitched and then it got scrapped and then they came back and said, we can do the Joker. And like, look how great the Joker's been. So it's one of those movies where it's like people either like that villain enough or like that character enough that it will just sell and it'll be great. And if you make it a great movie, cool, it's even better. And with the question, it's it, it it's like the Batman movie. The Batman movie to me, like if the Batman was just a, ex-detective that they called in when they needed extra help and they can't solve things it would still be a great movie and like if you did the same kind of like feel that matt reeves has done with a batman but like with the question with like huge conspiracies or something like that that happened like in the dc universe then yeah who is ruining the dc universe (laughs) let's just put let's just put the question vic sage in Warner Brothers Discovery's offices, he's an employee that works there. And then slowly but surely, he realizes that it's eating itself from the inside. The the killer is inside the house. And he's just got his, you know, his big whiteboard with red yarn. And, you know, I think that would be a perfect metal way to tackle it and a, a way to apologize for years of um, ineptitude when it comes to creating this. But, you know, it's hard to blame them. You know, they've been bought like two, three times, could be sold again in the near future. So 
you know, I, I definitely feel for those people, you know, they're doing the best they can under the circumstances. But, you know, as fans, you you do want to see them do better. Yeah, I'll be thankful for anything they're able to give us because I know it takes a lot of hard work and time and dedication. And when the attention that's needed for these projects isn't able to be given or isn't affordable, the fact that we're kind of just getting anything is is much appreciated. Yeah. And just like this podcast. Yeah. (laughs) So with that, guys, bada boom. Bada boom. Thank you for listening to the Bada Boom podcast. Keep the conversation going on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter. Get in the comments on our YouTube channel and let us know what you'd like to hear next. And please subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen.